Hi, I'm Melody. I'm Candy. And I'm Gabe. And you're listening to Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises. You know, guys, I ran across a a post on Facebook recently that just kind of really made me uh, think a little bit because I so believe it. Like, I I read the post and I said, this is absolutely true Mm -hmm. in our society today. And that post says this. Many will miss heaven by 18 inches. That's what kind of grabbed me at first, mm-hmm. I thought. Mm-hmm. And then it says, that's the distance from your head to your heart. Oh, wow. They know about Christ, but do not know him. You can be religious and still lost. You can have the Bible in your head, but not have Christ mm-hmm. in your heart. Mm-hmm. And again, that just really uh, stood out to me. Because I feel like, um, and not being, not saying this in a judgmental way, but my heart is kind of burdened now. And and my pastor and I were talking about this just recently. You know, is the church full of people who truly don't know mm-hmm. Christ because they've maybe gone to church since they were a baby. They started mm-hmm. in the nursery and now they're in their 90s. A head knowledge, but not a heart knowledge. Right. Um, and it's just burdensome, I think, especially to those in the ministry uh, to think that there could be those that are sitting there that truly, truly believe uh, all these years that they are saved, but mm-hmm. they've really not accepted deep down within their hearts Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. They know who he is. Satan knows, though, who Jesus is. Right. And yeah. and so, Gabe, I know with you being a pastor and been in the ministry and worked on staff at, at churches, mm-hmm. um, how do you feel about that? Am I, like, on the wrong track with that? Oh, no, I think that's absolutely accurate, especially the Southern culture in America because there is a church, you know, if you most cities, there's a church on every corner, mm-hmm. And if you drive down a country road, you know, you're going to every mile or so, you're going to pass a little country church. And that's a good thing. And it's also, in a way, a bad thing on this topic because people are raised in church, which is a good thing. Right. But whenever you're raised in church, you just kind of accept the culture Mm -hmm. of how to be good or how to act the part or how to look like a Christian. You do all the Christian things. You speak Christianese. You do mm-hmm, you do yeah. all the right things. Right. And like you said, Melody, that's what leads to thinking, oh, well, of course I'm saved. Like, I know all about Jesus. I know that he died for my sins. I know that he's alive today for me. Of course I know that. But they've never fully given over control of their lives to him. And you can make, like I said, you can make it look like that for a while because you know all the things to do and you know all the mm-hmm. things to say and you know all the places to go and the places not to go. That That's not something you do. But to truly have the heart change, um, you know, and for those of us that were raised in church, you probably memorize the Romans road, you know, in the, and, and in Romans it says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Mm-hmm. It is that the heart belief. But in our culture, we have, and even a lot of ways in secular culture, I mean, you watch generally you know, TV shows or something, a lot of times, even a completely secular show, if they sit down to a meal, you know, especially like a Thanksgiving or Christmas special, they're like, mm-hmm. all right, who wants to say grace? You know, and even though it's a very generic, very fluffy <laughs> prayer, you know, not really specifically to Jesus or through Jesus, 
still yet our culture is aware of Christian beliefs and things. And that's where I think it really hurts us because people have that head knowledge. And because of that, they think, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Because a lot of times people even truly think that it's this, as long as your good stuff outweighs your bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And that kind of sounds ridiculous to the three of us have been in church our whole lives and mm-hmm. raised in church and and truly know what that heart knowledge is. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sounds funny to us, but that's that's truly a way that people think is, I'm just trying to be a good person. Isn't that good enough? Mm-hmm. God wouldn't turn good people away out of heaven, right? And they truly believe that. There's a TV show. It's been off, I think, for a few years now. But I've been very intrigued by it, and I've been watching it. The, the There's zero theology in the TV show at all. It's called The Good Place. Mm-hmm. And the whole premise of the show is what pulled me in because the whole show takes place in the afterlife, but they call heaven the good place and hell the mm-hmm. bad place. And the whole premise of the show is you're there because you were a good person in life. Mm-hmm. And which, like I said, horrible, zero Terrible theology. That's zero theology. I can actually do <laughs> immeasurable damage. Exactly. Yeah. But the concept pulled me in because I really got to thinking, this is the way people really believe yeah. in our culture. Mm-hmm. They believe I gave to charity. I did good things. I, I helped my neighbor. I helped my neighbor. I was mm-hmm. generally not a horrible person. Mm-hmm. I wasn't selfish all the time. So surely I did more good things than bad things. So I'm sure that'll be fine when I die, right? And it's just simply not true at all. But that concept drew me in because I was like, oh, my goodness, people actually believe this way. But it's all about having a heart knowledge, a heart change of knowing who Jesus is and having that relationship with him. It's not about religion. Anybody can have a religion. Anybody can fake religion. But to have that true relationship with him, the the repentance of I want to turn away from that. That means you're doing a complete 180 away from what you were doing, away from our sinful desires, and now doing a 180 towards God and having that complete change. You know, last Sunday, our pastor had a a particular sermon that he had prepared completely, and he had a PowerPoint presentation with the scripture and some things, Mm -hmm. his, his basic points. He had it all ready to go, and literally three minutes uh, I asked him, I said, "How? when did you know you were going to do this? He said, literally like three minutes before I got up to preach. He just knew he wasn't supposed to be preaching that sermon. And instead, he hunkered down for 30 minutes and presented the plan of salvation. He presented the gospel uh, to our church. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was extremely powerful. Um, he, It was definitely uh, a a God-filled moment mm-hmm. where you could just sense that God was truly speaking through him. Um, and you could hear a pin drop in there. And he and I were talking this week, and I said, you know, I have I was saved, y'all, on May 10th, 1970. I remember mm-hmm. the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at church, and it was during a revival. And, uh, and, I, ta- and I asked him, I said, you know, is it is it odd, you know, to sometimes doubt? Yeah. And he said, you know, and when I say doubt, is this really, is all this really true? Mm. Is all this that we have been taught, is it what I've read in God's word, what I have been taught by so many teachers from yeah. birth up, 
And he said, absolutely. He said, I think it's good that you do that. He said, it shows that you are, that you're searching. He said, it scares me more if you're never searching, Mm -hmm. if you're never trying to uh, just make sure that you are where you need to be with Christ. He said, that's a lot scarier to me Mm -hmm. because that means you're complacent. You just think you've got it. Yeah. It's no big deal. I've done this. I've been I've been to church every Sunday, you know. <laughs> and um, I said there, I, that doesn't happen to me often, but there are times you just go, Phew. like, where did God really? Where did He really come from? <laughs> yeah. You know that that whole, yeah. you know, where did it where did it start? I mean, that will blow your mind if you think about that too much. And that's of course where the faith comes in that mm-hmm. we have faith and believe through faith. Uh, but um, I think that it's very healthy to think through those things, and I think that's what he was trying to get uh, those in the church who, because we've got people in our church um, from birth to 90s, -hmm. you know, and he just wants to be sure that it's not just a head knowledge of faith. I know that there's a God, and I know that Jesus died on the cross, and I believe that, and I believe that. But do you truly, in your heart, 100% know, without a shadow of a doubt, that he and he alone saved you? You cannot do it yourself. He has saved you. And we have been um, having a Bible school for kids uh, for the last uh, five weeks, one night a week on Wednesday nights for the last five weeks of kids that live um, in some pretty horrendous situations. There are kids that we are bringing in to our church. And we had about 25 or six of those kids last night at, at church. And it was the last night. And so it totally centered. It had build, build, uh, built up through the last four yep. weeks, but totally centered on the gospel, the plan of salvation. And so I was teaching about eight little girls that were oh, anywhere from 10 to 12. A little scary. You know, just <laughs> yeah. it's such a huge responsibility to do yeah, that. And, you know, oh, yeah. you're like, dear Lord, please help me say the right thing, mm-hmm. you know. So being able to um, explain it and to talk with them and to ask them questions. And uh, and they knew some right answers. But I just, you know, you just desperately yeah. want these kids to know Jesus. And I was pretty blunt with them. I said, y'all, your life's not going to be easy. Because in these cases, it's not. Mm-hmm. And I said, there are going to be times where you're going to be the only one that's going to be able to make the right choice. Yeah. You're going to be the only one. And uh, everybody around you is going to be laughing at you. They're going to call you crazy and call you a you know, religious fanatic and all that kind of stuff. Um, I said, I just want you to be sure you know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus loves you. That you, you know, it's the old, if you go back to, to when you were a little uh, boy, little girl in school, in Bible school, the ABCs of salvation. Admit, you know, first of all, admit. Mm-hmm. Second, believe and see, confess mm-hmm. that he is Lord. And so we just went through that whole process with these kids. And then, Gabe, we ended the night with actually something that you did at our church when you spoke a few years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, Gabe came to our church. It was Youth Sunday. Yeah. And you preached that Sunday mm-hmm. and you had this wonderful illustration that even the adults to this day talk about it. And so <laughs> it's um, really cool. our youth director last <laughs> night ended our night with all of these kids together. 
and kind of go through what that is, that whole, uh, it's like a science experiment. It kind of, and I really wish I would have come up with it myself, but I found it online and I have used it several times and it really is impactful. But you have, um, you'd have three vases, clear vases, and you just show, it illustrates the miracle that God does in our lives um, with, you use iodine water, which is like black and is really nasty, <clears throat> nasty looking. And then you have just a, a vase of regular water. And then you have a vase of bleach water. And that signifies Christ and what he does in your life. So to show that we are sinful, on our, we are born sinful, there's nothing we can do about that. It's just, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. All the way back to the Garden of Eden, we are sinful because of the choices that mankind made. So we are tainted with sin. So I pour the, that nasty black iodine water in and show this is what you look like. And there's nothing you can do about it on your own. You need someone to cleanse you. And then whenever you pour the bleach water in that, it instantly goes to clear. And it shows what Christ does in our lives. He washes us clean. And that's the change in your heart. There's Mm -hmm. nothing in your head that can do that. It's not the head knowledge. That's the change in your heart. And then what's also really cool, and if you take the iodine water and you pour it in the bleach water, it instantly, as you pour it, it it looks really cool. It instantly turns clear when it hits the bleach. And that just shows that, as the Bible says, that Jesus was perfect and in him was no sin at all. God is light and in him is no darkness at all, Mm -hmm. that he is absolutely perfect and he's the only one that can cleanse us. And um, that's really cool that you use that. Again, I wish I would have come up with that, but I I saw that online and instantly whenever I was a youth pastor and I was like, oh, I've got to use that. Mm -hmm. And I've used it several times. Yeah, we were we wanted to kind of end the night with something very visual Mm -hmm. uh, because that's something you always remember. Visual things are just great. And uh, they were just like, (gasps) you know, when that when that uh, (laughs) that sin water became, you know, pure. It just shows you what Christ does in our lives, the miracle that he truly works in our lives. We Mm -hmm. are all walking miracle if we have passed from death into life through Jesus. Absolutely. And I know both of you have young children. Mm-hmm. And so I know without a shadow of a doubt, your heart's desire for, for Tucker and for Hunter and Wyatt to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, I know that it's probably, uh, it's, it's just such a, uh, a big thing. It, it's something that you probably think about every day. And I, I don't know if you do this, but I will tell you, because I'm older than you, and I'm like your mama, so listen to me. Uh, begin now just earnestly praying mm-hmm. for, for oh, them, yeah. uh, you know, that they will uh, grow to seek the Lord in all that they do. And and, and I told the, the, the girls last night, I said, because you know Jesus doesn't mean you're going to have an easy life. No. Sometimes I think it can even be harder, it seems, <laughs> because the enemy loves to prowl and seek and devour and destroy. And so um, I said, it doesn't mean it's always going to be easy, but it's going to be a whole lot easier with him than without him. And I said, there's no, there's no decision in your life that is any more important than that one. I don't care if it's where your next job will be, where you're going to go to college one Mm -hmm. day, where you're going to marry, if you're going to have kids, not have kids. There's no decision more important than knowing Jesus Christ. And uh, so pray for those little ones. Pray for their spouses. Begin now to pray for who mm, your child oh, yeah. will marry. Uh, all those things, um, because I know prayer changes things. It's either going to change you, it's going to change the situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, begin praying and use that gift of prayer that God gives us to have you know, intercession with him and to talk to him 
uh, about that now. Uh, those of you with young kids, for sure, mm-hmm. or older kids, you know, it, it, it doesn't it's matter. Never too late. Pray for your pray for your family. But if you don't know Jesus Christ in your life, uh, it is our earnest desire here at Joy FM that you know him and that you uh, love him and that you follow him um, forever. Why? Mm-hmm. Because we want you to spend eternity with him. That's right. And let me end with this. We play a song on Joy FM called Religion Isn't Working Anymore. And y'all, it, it isn't. Mm. Religion is not working because religion does not include relationship. That's right. Um, and a very powerful song by Joseph Habedank. And recently he was sitting down with writers of that song. And Joseph actually asked these writers if he could change a few things in the song uh, to make it, I think, maybe more personal to him because Joseph has definitely been down a journey mm-hmm. uh, on his own. And uh, here is a clip from Joseph Habedank speaking to those writers of the song, Religion Isn't Working Anymore. The first line, religion isn't working anymore. I'm in. <laughs> and you know, what's crazy is it really never worked in the first place, but we try to make it work. We do. We try to make Along it work. All of us have thought, man, if I can if I can just do it myself, if I can gut it out, be good enough, long enough, and you just, man, burn out and you just fall on Jesus. Because religion, it isn't working Thanks for listening to the Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises podcast with Melody, Candy, and Gabe. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and share the podcast. You can learn more at joyfm.org.